What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we are entering a new month soon. It's the last day of April, so it's the last day of the first month of the season. The regular season in Major League Baseball is six months long, so we're one-sixth of the way through the season. So, there is a list of, if you had to pick all-stars so far, a list of all-star picks for the season's first month. You know, it's, it's a nice, convenient point to, you know, kind of pause and recognize the players who have gotten off to a really good start in the first month of the year. So we'll just go through it, you know, AL, NL. At catcher in the National League is going to be Sean Murphy. In the AL is going to be Adley Rutschman. So for Sean Murphy with the Braves, he's got six homers and a 973 OPS. Adley Rutschman with the Orioles has 17 RBIs and an 841 OPS. And... I mean, honestly, like these guys might be the all-stars come July. We'll see. I mean, apologies to JT Real Muto, who's actually off to a slow start with the bat. But if you start with Sean Murphy, he's the real surprise here. I mean, it's not a surprise that he's good. We knew that he would be good. But the fact that he's arguably been the best hitter in a stacked Braves lineup is the surprise. No one really saw that coming. He's more of a, more been like a defensive guy so far in his career, but his bat has really come along come alive this year. So that's a bit of a surprise. Rutschman, no surprise there. He's the centerpiece of everything the Orioles are doing. And, you know, some people are already saying he's the best catcher in baseball. First base in the National League is going to be Pete Alonso, and the AL is going to be Yandy Diaz of the Rays. So Pete Alonso with the Mets has 10 homers and 25 RBIs already. Yandy Diaz has 7 homers and a 994 OPS. So we'll start with the surprise. Again, it's Yandy Diaz. He's always been a big dude with a really good batting eye, but really never hit a lot of homers. But this year, he's a big dude with a great batting eye, and he's hitting a lot of homers. He's already halfway to his career high, and we're just a month into the season. Meanwhile, Alonzo, it's, it's the same old, same old. He's launching homers like he has for many years now, and like he will for years to come. Second base, National League, is Luis Arias. American League, is Brandon Lau. So Luis Arias is he's he's a problem. This dude, this dude just absolutely rakes. I say he's the best hitter in baseball right now. I would love for someone to prove me wrong. After a three for four showing on Saturday, he's now raised his average to 442 on the year. 442, a legit 442. Like, what? <laughs> a month into the season? That that is what we're seeing out of Luis Arias. In the American League, it's going to be Brandon Lau with the Rays. He has seven homers and a 903 OPS. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of Rays on this list, understandably so, because they've been playing so well and they've had individual players also play really well. At shortstop, it's going to be Xander Bogarts in the National League. And in the AL, it's going to be Wander Franco. So, Bogey has a 409 on base percentage, 919 OPS. Wander Franco, an 872 OPS with five steals. Yet another Tampa Bay Ray makes the list. Xander Bogarts is no surprise here. Wander Franco, you know, I'm a huge Wander Franco fan, those of you who are aware. And you have to remember, Wander Franco has only played the equivalent of, you know, when you, when you count his games played, a little over one full season. He's played 180 games in his career. And he's still only 22 years old. But we see what he's doing right now this year with a 909 OPS hitting 300. It's, you know, yeah. I guess six steals now. He got a stolen base on Saturday. 
Moving to third base in the National League, it's Max Muncy. And in the American League, it's Matt Chapman. So Muncy has moved to third base. You know, he's moved around the diamond most of his career, but he did struggle at the plate in 2022. He's settled in at third this year, and he's responded with a power surge that's impressive even for him. As someone who can hit 30-plus bombs on a regular basis, which is what we've seen from him in the past. But the power numbers have been really good. He has 11 home runs so far in the early going. That's that's remarkable for one month of play. And in the American League, it's Matt Chapman. He's finally fully healthy, and now he's raking like it's 2019 again. Good to see Matt Chapman, you know, hitting again. You know, he's always been great with the glove, but his bat has been phenomenal. He's hitting 372 with five home runs and an 1129 OPS for the Toronto Blue Jays. In the outfield, in the American League, it's going to be Brandon Marsh. I'm sorry, in the National League, it's going to be Brandon Marsh, Marsh, Ronald Acuna Jr., and James Outman. In the American League, it's going to be Jared Kelnick, Mike Trout, and Randy Rosarena. Those are the outfielders. So Brandon Marsh has an 1106 OPS. Acuna Jr. has 986 OPS with 13 steals. James Outman has seven homers and a 985 OPS. In the American League, Jared Kelnick has seven homers and a 1043 OPS. Mike Trout, 945 OPS. And Randy Rosarena, 940 OPS. So obviously, this is a very early season set of outfield names in both leagues. But... You know, I would say there are two guys on this list that nobody could have possibly seen coming. Number one is Brandon Marsh, and number two is Jared Kelnick. I mean, isn't it something to see Kelnick on this list? But, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about this in recent days. His pedigree validates this. The fact that he was such a high draft pick and a highly ranked prospect means that this isn't really a surprise. This is what he was projected to do when he was coming up. The fact that he struggled his first couple of years in the big leagues you know, it, it's just part of his story. You know, that's that's just the story he's going to tell. But you have to remember, if you look at look at it, all things considered right now, Jared Kelnick is 23 years old. So breaking out in your age 23 season, that, that is that is perfect. I mean, he has plenty, plenty, plenty of time ahead of him, and he's still young, so good for him. Brandon Marsh is the one that nobody really saw coming. This dude is, is, is really putting up some of the best numbers in all of baseball right now with the Phillies. Playing center field for them, his bat has been has been phenomenal all year. Moving to designated hitter in the National League, it's Andrew McCutcheon in the AL. It's Shohei Otani. So Kutch is playing the 2022 Albert Pujols role of franchise icon, returning to be the best DH in the National League. That's what Pujols did. He returned to St. Louis and became the best designated in the National League. Now Kutch is returning to Pittsburgh and becoming the best DH in the National League. And Otani is just being Otani. But Kutch has an 877 OPS. Otani has six home, run, home runs and an 840, 854 OPS. As far as starting pitchers in the National League, best so far is Justin Steele with the Cubs. In the AL, it's Garrett Cole. But Justin Steele, talk about him because we already know what to expect from Garrett Cole. But Justin Steele, I mean, relatively anonymous, soft-throwing lefty. But if you look at his results, he's 4-0 with a 1.19 ERA. So you, you can't knock Knock the hustle. And he's got 30 innings pitched. So, yeah, he's 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 been the best so far in the National League. Garrett Cole is putting up just as good numbers. 5-0 with a 1-11 ERA. But we know what he can do. That's, that's what we expect from him. Then relief pitchers, David Bednar in the National League and Felix Bautista of the Orioles in the AL. So, David Bednar has eight saves for the Pirates. He's been an anchor. He's been the anchor of a fantastic Pirates bullpen. And uh, 
you know, these two guys have been the two best closers in baseball. Just really shut shutting things down at the end of games. So those are the all-star picks for the first month of the season. Let's move on to some news from <laughs> from Saturday. I think the biggest piece of news from Saturday was the slugfest that we saw in Mexico City between the Padres and the Giants. They're playing in an extremely high elevation in Mexico City, and we could see that this is not, I mean, this is more than Coors Field, almost almost twice the elevation of Coors Field in Colorado, so 7,300 feet. So these two teams combined for 11 home runs in this game. 10 players went deep, which equaled the Major League mark. Um, yeah, the, the ball was just flying. And you could tell. You could tell it was the elevation. Because some of these balls, like, they would hit them and, like, okay, that ball was well hit. But why is it going halfway up the bleachers? That just looked like a regular swing. How is this ball going halfway up the bleachers? How is this ball going out to the back of the bullpen? Some balls that weren't even hit that hard were leaving the yard. You could tell that... The, the elevation definitely played a role here. And it's, it's kind of interesting how this, this tends to happen whenever MLB does these international games. You know, back in 2019, they had the London series and the balls were juiced in that. I mean, a lot of people believe, and I believe the balls were juiced in that series because there was no other explanation for why, you know, balls are just flying out of the yard there. I don't know if the balls are juiced for this Mexico City series. At least we have an explanation as far as the altitude, 7,300 feet. That could just be the reason. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. Major League Baseball gets to put on a show for these, for these fans in, in other countries. But Nelson Cruz also had five hits on the game. But yeah, if you, if you play fantasy baseball, like I do, and you have a pitcher going in this series, just bench him. Like I have Alex Cobb and I'm going to bench him on Sunday. That is not a atmosphere I want my pitcher throwing in. We'll just let the hitters do their thing. And, you know, the hitters are really padding their stats in this. But yeah, so that game actually ended up being uh, a 16-11 victory for the Padres. So yeah, slugfest, double-digit scores on both sides. So that's going to do it for today, folks. That's our nice update for the day as you know things continue. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.